You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the Not Safe for Work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to geeksradio.com or searching Geeks Radio on iTunes. Geeks Radio is a presentation of Endlight Entertainment. Welcome to the Unfaithful episode part two. Just wanted to let you know that this is a part two continuing a conversation about what happens when you think that someone on the show should be with someone else, but then there was someone else and it gets all oogie and weird. And so if you want to hear the beginning of that conversation, go to trekoffpodcast.com and you can hear Unfaithful part one. But here we go with Unfaithful part two. It shouldn't take you too long to catch up and welcome to Trek Off. The episode you're about to listen to has lots and lots of harsh language, so listener discretion is advised. It's time for Trek Off, a two-handed Kirk punch to your nuts. Worf and Dax. There's some cheating going on there. Oh, yeah. Um, And yet it's not cheating. And yet it's not like it's kind um, of hard to, to say it's really cheap. And it's and it's it's I love I say what you will about Esri, who I know you don't like and I do. But I would say the best part of her storyline is her relationship with Worf and how like that, I would say the best that she has to offer as a vehicle like for, who she is being really irrelevant. She was a vehicle for Worf and a vehicle for Bashir. <laughs> I'm saying like in that they both rode her. <laughs> Right. Yes. In that, especially, uh, and I think most importantly, because when the show began, her and Bashir were like going down that road. Sure. Right. And like he was so, digging her, and she like you were talking about, like they were crushing, yeah. and then he was crushing, and then they were kind of crushing together for a while, but like nothing came of it, and then like and so it and past so, that, and then like it never happened, right? So like once she's still Dax but not Jadzia anymore. The fact that she goes to Bashir makes Worf feel like it invalidates the relationship they had. Yeah, and I yeah. guess I didn't I didn't feel that way, but this is this is really just, I didn't I didn't either. This is you know, this is Alexia's love for Bashir rearing its head though, I think, honestly. Like I don't think I can be objective about no, it. No, but I don't I don't think that she first of all she is prohibited. Yeah, she's not she, supposed to, but that's what's like that that idea is offensive to me. Yeah, like, but you but that that but that idea is is that's what it has to be when you're when you're a trill. I why? Mean, why? Why couldn't one trill love this other trill and they just always love each other and then they change the, bodies and they still love each other? Why is that? The, why is that bad? Why is that wrong? The entire basis of trill civilization is to give each lifetime is supposed to be another lifetime, not a continuation of the previous. Now, I think that. That Dax, but love is different. Here, here's I'm the thing. Saying. Here's the thing. I don't think that love is different, but I think that Dax continuing on Deep Space Nine is absolute bullshit. If you really think about the trail rules, yeah, like that shit doesn't work. Like, like, like the fact is, is, is going. She couldn't stay there. Yeah, like, like going, going. You're supposed to have a completely different life. You're back in the same fucking relationships with everybody, like everybody. Who cares about you getting back in a relationship with Warp? You're back with, with Cisco. You're, at least when you got back with Cisco before, it had been a while. But even so, Dax can't break up with their lives. Like, it was like, Kurt, you didn't get the sense it had been years and years since Curzon saw Cisco. It's like, like, Curzon got old and was friends with Cisco. And then a few Curzon mo- died, and then Jadzia And then a few was months there. later, <laughs> here comes Jadzia. And then yeah, Jadzia dies. Like, hey, buddy. Yeah, it's like, it really, and even when Curzon gets the chance to come back and goes into Odo that one time, he's like, yeah, I'm sticking around. I got to be around Ben Cisco. <laughs> I have to be. Maybe that's what we're missing. That's the relationship that's really forged in stone. I think that that's I, the true love. I think that that's the one time you really deal with cheating because Worf felt cheated on. Yeah. Worf absolutely. He he gets violent with Bashir. He yells at her. He yeah. feels like she's dishonoring herself and dishonoring him. And she, yep. you know, there's she is cheating. She is yeah. absolutely doing something wrong. And yet. I don't think she's doing something wrong. She doesn't think she's doing yeah. something wrong. Um, so I guess the one thing that isn't explored in Star Trek is infidelity. Is it ever really explored? Like someone who makes a choice 
a bad choice, someone who does something wrong. In that respect, like in in. All right, so in Buffy, it's done really, really well. When uh, when when Xander is with uh Cordelia, yep, and and kisses Willow. It's done absolutely well in that he's starting to have the attraction and then he cheats on Cordelia and Cordelia finds out and they're around. That's a storyline. That is that yeah. is a very common storyline that you can explore. And that's one. Has that been done? There's been perceived cheating. Neelix has thought that we'll deal with Neelix in Voyager. But but has there been a case where somebody is with someone and they form feelings for someone else? They fuck up. Either they fuck up. They have like, you know. They have a little too much synth ale and they have a one night stand and they screw up or they they have, have, an, have an, an attraction and they have an affair. Somebody, yeah. Has there been has there been a dalliance or an affair in Star Trek that you can remember? Because I can't. I can't think of yeah, one. Yeah, nothing comes to mind like straight up like that, straight up black yeah. and white like that. Um, and the only one I can think of in 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 uh, in the Buffy verse is really the Xander Cordelia one. Like mm-hmm. even even you know Buffy being about Buffy going to someone else that's after Angel going to someone else that's after I can't after re- they've technically broken did, up I did guess. did Riley no Riley like lied to Buffy didn't cheat on Buffy did Buffy cheat on Riley with Sp- she probably did I don't think she did with Spike I, think I wouldn't it, put it past her I'm just saying I, I think it was she af- has no loyalty that woman Oh, that's so not true. None. She's damaged and incredibly flawed. Oh gosh, yeah, she's so damaged. Let her hide behind that. Whatever. Wow. Okay. Loyalty's uh, kind of a thing. But we're but we're on, a, <laughs> we're on a, we're on a, we're on a different show. We're on a different that's show. That's a different now. show. Um, uh, Cisco. Uh, again, I think Cisco is the one who he let Jennifer go. He loved Jennifer. There was a long time that he wasn't really that. Yeah, you know, and that was one of those times when I felt like again, this was like. Somebody I didn't really know, but the difference is, is I felt like they built her up more than yeah. they built up, you know, Beverly Crusher's husband. Like they, yeah. they built you her. Saw her. You, you saw her at least once. Like, you saw her die in the in the in the I'm beginning. Just, my point being, like, you still you didn't like have a lot of experience of her, right? But you did need, in the same way you needed Riker's permission, he did go get Jake's permission. He was yes. like, "Are you cool?" He's like, "Is this cool?" There's a, there's but it was, but that's what I'm saying. Like the woman that he winds up with is a nice lady, and it's and it's way far and gone. Like it's yeah. late. It's like season what, like uh, five, the, six, like like five. Yeah, it's late. You know what I mean? And so years, like he's and years more. That's having, what I'm saying. Like years have passed. It's not like, but years even pass between her death and the beginning of DS9. It's been yeah, like, like five. By six the t- years. yeah, by the time he gets to DS9, I think he's I think still nine upset years, about nine it. years. Nine years. He's like. You know, so that's different. Like that grieving process, like you feel like he's, I don't know, like two years, but I didn't feel the same like level of betrayal there. Like that he was doing so wrong to, 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 to see if he could be happy with this. And he could, and he could, you know, although, although at that point it's interesting. He never fully emotionally gives himself to her. He doesn't no, because he is given to Bajor. He's in love with Bajor is who he's in love with. Like, he talks. I think he's still in love with his wife. Yeah, I think he loves his wife very, very much. But I think that he talks much more about how Bajor is my home. But you know, occasionally he'll be like, "And I love you." But Bajor and the prophets. Stop. Prophets, Bajor. It's in my mind. <laughs> it's it's real, real to me. me. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Janeway gets dumped. Janeway gets out and out dumped. And I like that, that they explored that because they show the ramifications on the other end where she uh, she gets caught on the other side of the galaxy and loses contact with with her man, with Jeff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she I don't know that she necessarily remain, re- remains loyal. You don't hear about him a whole lot. Yeah. Like it's not like she's always talking about him but, but, or how much she misses him. Every once in a while it'll come up. But like, there's. Yeah. I miss my life. I miss uh, him. And 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 she may even have hooked up at some point in there. But but she absolutely when they finally get the letters from the Alpha Quadrant, she gets a Dear John letter. She gets a. Yep. I've moved on. I thought you were dead. Sorry, babe. Sorry, babe. I, like, what was I supposed to do? I didn't even know you were alive. Yeah. Like, and that's a rough one. Like, that's it's a rough hard one. to really get mad at somebody about that shit. Like, they thought you were dead. Like, of course, the, the romanticism in me is like, yeah. death cannot stop true love. All it can do is delay it for a while. Oh, like, wow. you have to wait. Like, that's what you do. But at the same time, it's like, it's no. different. It's not the same as, like, you know, just. 
Yeah. Oh well, I guess I guess we're not going to work out, so I'm just gonna I'm hook up with this other person. Cool. Peace I do out. I do wonder. You know, we talked last time about the concept of slut bashing, um, and I do wonder if they kept her out of relationships, like they allowed Kirk to be with multiple people, they allowed Cisco to be with multiple people. Um, I don't remember if they allowed Archer to be with multiple people. They allowed Picard to be mul- with multiple people, mm-hmm. but they kind of. They backed off of her sexuality in a big bad way. And I wish they hadn't done that. Like, I I would have liked to see her, you know what I mean? Like, be as free with her sexuality as she wanted to be. Like, why is she any different than a man when it comes to that? I why? know, it's 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 a it's a weird thing. Like, that bothers me. Like, and this is one of those ways in which they had this opportunity by having a female captain in the future where theoretically we have gotten past the fucking bullshit. Yeah. You know? And like they could have had her. They could have done it now. I think. I think that. I think you could absolutely have. Have. I would love it if. The, honestly, a, I would love it if they would do a Trek now. If they would do a Trek show now, so that it doesn't conflict with the movie franchise. Yeah. Like that shit's all great. Where they actually have a female captain and like do it right. Have her be cool. Like and just or or if not a female captain because I don't think they're going to jump back into a female captain yet. But like like did you did you watch some of Battlestar? You watch all of Battlestar? I watched some of it. All right, like a Starbuck. Like yeah, a, like, like I a, loved Starbuck. I loved the idea of her. I loved who she was. She was so strong, so interesting. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I never, and I didn't ever feel like they treat, I never felt like they treated her like she was a slut or something because no. she would hook up with guys. It was like. She'd <gasps> be accused of it. And she would punch and she, a guy And in the she'd face. be like, well, fuck you. And it yeah. was like, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely. As a matter right. of fact, she was the abuser in the relationship. And, and when she finally gets into later in the show, when she finally gets into a monogamous relationship. Yeah, she is absolutely the uh, the abuser of the two of them. She's she is her like she is she is the unkind one. She she is never the weak one. She's vulnerable sometimes, mm-hmm. but like like they have other you know it's it, it's interesting that the person she's with is is like has to deal with the ramifications of, of her sexual aggression because mm. there are times when when she can't equate sex to love because sex is just a thing you know for her used to be so good so bad sex was something i just had that's the wisdom of samantha fox right there the wisdom because naughty <laughs> girls do need love too <laughs> wow <laughs> I've got things in my databanks that are just good lord. I know. I pulled out Samantha Fox, Naughty Girls, Need Love to 1987. Love that song. Wow. Love the pictorial. Um, just saying. Of course you are. Well, sorry. I was a teenage boy. What am I going to do? <laughs> That's fair. Um, <laughs> um, you are supposed to be sh- chaste and good. Let me tell you something <laughs> that I did enjoy about Cass. Um, she was with Neelix. She was young, idealized. I, you know, like she, like wide-eyed. I love you, Neelix. You are what I love. And and she, and this is really a, the one thing that's most interesting they did with her, is she grew out of it. She was young, and she was really into him. I hate that shit, though. I, but but here's the thing: she grew up. What, what the fuck? So when you grow up, you no longer have loyalty or love. I'm Sometimes. Sometimes when you grow up, you grow out of relationships. That happens. And sometimes that leaves the other person feeling feeling hurt. Um, it was just interesting. They dealt with the discomfort of them having to be friends. They dealt with uh, after they had broken up, um, Neelix's jealousy toward Paris, even though... There wasn't anything going on there. E- even though she had broken up with Neelix, Neelix was still jealous. And, and that's the thing. I, I will say that I have been in relationships where if I look at it, I was the dumpy um, mm-hmm. when I was younger. But when I really look at it, it was the right choice for her to break up with me in, in the one I'm thinking about. And yet I would still get all pissy with whoever she would even hang out with. And and given Neelix's, you know, was not a the, he, his character was not mature. And that was a wonderful thing. Sometimes he was childlike and it was a wonderful thing about him. Yeah. And, so, and sometimes he was childish. He made bad decisions. And it was in that way that he made about it. I just it was I was I was glad to see <laughs> that explored from both their point of view, because I never felt like she was wrong for leaving Neelix. And yet at the same time, I didn't think that Neelix was wrong for having the feelings he did. He was wrong for how he handled it. But it was I just what I hated is the, the way they did it. Like they built them to be this couple 
which of course I'm a big fan of. So like I just, I never got the fact that the sense that they were meant to always be together. I never got that they see, were soulmates. I guess you and I are just different. You, I mean, I guess I didn't get that they were soulmates necessarily. I do over romanticize. Yeah, I will grant you. But they were that a couple. being said, they were a couple. That being said, like I felt like they were strong, and I felt like they were strong enough that it deserved more attention than just they were broken up one episode. Yeah, I do think that, that really upset me I, because I think I would have felt the full range of what you're talking about if they so taken much four or better five episodes to if do they'd it. actually fucking addressed the fact that they broke up. You know what they should have done? That episode you don't like where she has to choose whether or not she's going to be pregnant. If that had been the beginning of a, like a five or six mini arc within Voyager. When she's starting to question where, where, whether where, she wants where, to be with him. Yeah, even. Where, 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 the, where the question of of do I want to have a child now becomes like becomes like forces her to think about do I want to have a child with this person do I want to be like like hold on I've got seven years to live I've already spent two of my years here I'm not 100% sure he's all I've ever known and that's the reason that they give but they don't show it yes yeah if they showed that that I would have found that far more interesting and 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 it wouldn't have felt the same way I felt about it I felt like it was such a disservice like it was there is there is there is a, a rule in filmmaking which is which is show me don't tell me like show show the audience what you're talking about. Don't tell them this happened and this is why. Yeah, like yeah. at the time when you just tell people what happened is if you're doing a fucking sequel and you don't yeah. have time. Yeah, and it's like we need this. We still need these characters, but we don't actually want them together. So we'll just yeah. build that into the into the story. Yeah. Like that's different. This there was no reason for it. Yeah. it was just lazy. So yeah, I'll give you that. Um, so uh, that's really. I mean, they we talked briefly about about uh, Chakotay and and Janeway, but I never. Like, I just felt like it was something that was dropped. I never had a problem with him. I had a problem with him at seven because I felt like they had no chemistry, but I didn't have a problem. No, I actually would have liked to see actually, him wait a, and, and Janeway. Wait a minute. Yes, there is something there. She chooses to, Seven chooses to be with, uh, to be with Chakotay, but the doctor's in love with Seven. So. I really, 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 really wanted them to wind up together. I did too. And, so and bad. I really wanted them to wind up together and. And then once she was with Chakotay, I would have loved to see the doctor's negative feelings toward Chakotay. That's something I would have loved to see. The, 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 we had the, the guy who is broken, like Neelix is broken up and then he gets mad at Paris. Uh, the other side of that is the, I love the girl. She doesn't love me back. I see her with someone else. How do I deal with that? I guess they explored that a little bit with, uh, with Odo and Shakar. Cause you always felt like Kara was cheating on Odo when she was with Oh else. yeah. But, but, um, but it was easy to not even though they also it was never e- like really it was easy to not like Shakara and it was easy to not want her to be with Raw because they were side characters. But when you're dealing with she was with Chakotay and he's a main character and there's another main character that's supposed to be friends with Chakotay and has to deal with this. He's never even told anyone how he feels. I guess and, that was the thing. They've they've shown and I guess maybe they thought like we've shown enough. Of him quietly being in pain because they do they do you see a lot of it. Yeah, but I mean, I think I think that they could have there there was a next step to that that that's a logical next step. It's next step that I've been that that's that was my life. I mean, that was I always crushed on girls who was who are with other people who I couldn't. I always like like was crushing above my pay grade. <laughs> like like that's like uh, and when I say always, I mean in high school because I got married at twenty. But like like right. like I was always there's always but but at that time you know this came out right after high school for me. Uh, like sure. I was always crushing on girls who who was they wanted to be with someone else, and I occasionally had to be friends with that someone else, and and uh, that was hard. that was hard. And yeah. that you know that that would have been an interesting thing to see. Again, opportunities missed on Voyager. There go are, figure. There are a ton of them. Um, there's a great article, by the way, on StarTrek.com right now, um, where we're interviewing Ron Moore about what he about what he wanted Voyager to be and why Battlestar was what he wanted Voyager to be. Actually, that 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 he wanted Voyager to be a, a, a ship that was that fell apart over the course of the show, and where little camps started forming within, and there was this culture of that we're all stuck here, and this hopelessness that grew, and like like different factions that would he like basically what Battlestar became is what he imagined Voyager. What do you do if you take this perfect Starfleet crew and you send them seven years away from anything familiar mm-hmm. and what happens? And they said they wouldn't let him do that. And so that's why he bailed so soon on Voyager. And then he basically did that with Battlestar. So I guess, I mean, I don't anti- know if I would have liked it if it had turned no, out Battlestar. He actually says that. He actually, he Honestly, actually, he actually says, didn't like Voyager. He, he actually says that, that he thinks that's a great story, but that that's not Star Trek and that ultimately, ultimately it was probably good that, 
they didn't let him do that. As bad as Voyager was, they could have made a better show that was worse Star Trek. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. And it's very true. and I'm with him there. Yeah. Um, so finally we get to Enterprise. Um, I don't, I never got the sense anyone's ever cheating on anyone. I mean, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I never got the sense that, no, like that, that there just wasn't enough interpersonal build on that level. Yeah. Amongst the characters. Which is a problem that, I mean, that shows the problem inherent in, Mm. if, if, if the problem with Voyager is it's too much a soap opera enterprise is that it's not enough of one. I don't know. Like, I feel like, I guess maybe you're right. Like, I guess if you think about it, like on, on next gen, they sort of had that balance yeah. of there was a little bit of interpersonal drama and a lot of Star Trek. Yeah. And like... The interpersonal drama is, is the benefit you get of, about watching the show over years. Yeah. It was, you know, the, the Picard crush relationship was sometimes one line in an episode. Yep. But like it takes time to build that. Yeah. And like they just, I don't think they had the same level of time. And obviously there were certain characters, like they didn't, their character pool wasn't as good and large. Well, like, and, and as much as I like, because you know I like Enterprise, but like their and their pool of people to choose from, like the only people on that show that are actually awesome is Archer, Trip, and Trip. Yeah, and and Flocks. And flocks, but he's married, and you see that they do show that. Actually, they you do. Know? Okay, so there's something they do explore: is that they he's explore married, his many has, wives, and I love that. Actually, and his wife and their wives have many husbands. Yes, and they have many husbands, and one of them wanted to hook up with, I think, Trip. It was Trip? Yeah, one of his wives who was visiting wanted to hook up with Trip, and I loved that episode. There, I loved the way they handled it; that he was cool with it, and that Trip wasn't not because, like, it was, you know. Because she was a slut or whatever, yeah. like he, he understood didn't judge her, but he was. But he didn't. He couldn't. He get out of that couldn't yeah, his headspace was that is your wife, yeah, right. And if it was my wife, I wouldn't want you touching her because that's not okay with me. And like, it's cool, I guess that it's okay with you, but like, I don't know what to do with that. And like, I just want, I don't want any part of it, man. You know, but like he assumes right off the bat that he is like because what else would you do? Like, you've got this alien, you know, on the ship. That, and this is early. This is one of those things that I loved about the show. Actually, that I thought they did well because it's like now we've got this alien on a ship full of humans, and it's their first time out in space. Like it's kind of huge, and and yet they blow it. Then he ends up just being the guy in sick bay. Would you fucking stop it? No, look. I'm saying like this is one of those moments where they didn't fucking blow. That's my point. Where they kind of show you like what would you do if you were faced with that and you had this this guy who's your friend, who's in sickbay, and, like, his wife is clearly coming on to you. Like, and you know, like, intellectually that he has many wives and that his wife has many husbands, but that's kind of all you know, right? Like, you don't really know that much about it. So, like, from your perspective, it's like, what did, what did she do? Dude, okay, I got it. And then he struggles with that, like, I have to tell him because he's my friend. Like, I got to tell you, dude. She's like, she's like giving me the eye, man. I don't know what to do. He's like, well, you should sleep with her. He's like, what? You know what I mean? Like that is brilliantly executed. Yeah, I agree. Where it's just this, this is different and this is fine. And it's also the most alien concept that was introduced on the show. It's like, that's, that's alien. Yeah. That's that's like, yeah, yeah, it was. And that's the thing. Alien means different than you. So, so that is, that's what was beautiful about it. But, but, but again, it was like this idea. And this is what I love about Star Trek. It was this idea that that's okay. Let's, Let's explore not this judge thing. it. Let's not judge that because it's not what we would do. Well, I think here's the thing. You know, I I, I think it, it leaves it okay for us to judge it, but it doesn't judge it. It's, I mean, I don't feel like that's, I, that's, I didn't. I was like, you know that's, what? That's what a morality play is, though. That's what it like. Like a lot of a lot of of next gen that did this too. It didn't tell you what to think about it. Right. It didn't tell you how to feel about it, and it has no problem with you going. That's a little fucked up because Trip thinks that's, that's a, little a little fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah, it, it, it it's okay with you thinking, oh, that's cool. It's okay with you thinking that's a little fucked up. It doesn't judge you for right. your opinion. For your that you opinion form on, on the, yeah, yeah. Okay. I and I and and I do appreciate. And that was one of the better episodes of of Enterprise. Um, I love and and I think it was timely. Like I feel. Like I think I think I'd ma- like to see more of. I think that. that maybe it was unfortunate that that Flox was the Doctor because on Voyager. The doctor was our way in. The doctor was our data. Yeah. Um, and so they couldn't have the doctor be our data on this one. 
but they made Flocks the doctor. So if Flocks had been, you know, the linguist instead, you know, I think that the problem was is Flocks more than to Paul was our way in. I think the Flocks more than to Paul had the potential potential to be the data, but because the data was the doctor before the very mm-hmm. next show, you couldn't have him be the doctor. So they made the data the doctor, and they go, "Oh well, you can't have me the doctor, so let's make it be to Paul." And and she just doesn't work. Yeah, she doesn't work for um, so many reasons. But that's well. So I mean, here's here's the thing. Like, I'll go back to my problems with Enterprise and your problems with Voyager. Um, go back to the strengths of Gene Roddenberry that we first started with was to go on Voyager. Everyone was just sort of a version like they were either a stereotype or a previous version of like Janeway's the female Picard. Got it. Uh, Chakotay, he's just the Indian. Tom Paris is just the hot guy. You know, you know, yeah. uh, uh, Balana is the half Klingon. The one interesting character is the doctor. Is like he's the one of the really interesting. I found Neelix pretty interesting because he was very alien. But I ul- enjoyed him, but like, ultimately he was just he, ultimately he was just a little you know a little obnoxious in terms of yeah like he didn't he didn't serve as much substance. There's not there wasn't anything about him that was truly alien. He was just a little obnoxious. Yeah. And then there was Kess, who was the greatest potential. I wanted to watch her turn to an old woman over the course of seven seasons. That would have been amazing, but they didn't do it. Um, I think it stands to. You know, I know that Roddenberry was had consulted somewhat on DS9 and DS9 had the advantage of people who had been working directly with Gene that that the characters there are so rich and well-rounded and how they are. And I feel like that they started getting a little lazy on Star Trek going like, well, we'll just have the this guy, the this guy. And by (laughs) by Enterprise, I mean, honestly, I mean, Trip, well, well written later, really well acted. I think the reason we like Trip is because Connor Trenier is just a is, beautiful, is beautiful really re- and and a good actor. Yes, um, I don't think his character is written particularly well sometimes, but I think he he gives. I don't care what he says, really. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and I'm, and this is not to say because he's hot, like because he's not. I just like, want his ball slapping. That's no, all I'm saying. no, no, no. To be to be totally honest and and brutally so, like if I was just like flipping through photographs. With no context, no personality. Yeah. I wouldn't pause on his for long. Like, he's attractive, but he's not, like, hot. You know what I mean? Like, there are beautiful, beautiful people. Like, Brad Pitt is heartbreakingly pretty. You know what I mean? But then you have the accent, and you have the voice, and he's heartfelt. Yes. It's who He's like Jimmy Stewart. You just fucking love him. Which is maybe, maybe one of the reasons that I feel like Archer is not great as a captain is also that the thing about Archer that is great is that he's the everyman but the best friend the other guy is also you can't have the everyman well it's again you Kirk was not the everyman the everyman was bones I know Kirk was the dynamic one Scott the thing is is they the the thing about the 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 what the holy trinity is <laughs> of, <laughs> of of Star Trek is they created three completely different character dynamics and they would look at a situation through the everyman the hero and the logician the three of them would have three different points of view and get along in three different ways right complement each other if I, but here's here's Kirk and here's Archer and Trip I'm an everyman I like you here's Trip I'm an everyman I like you too we agree almost always on absolutely everything. And we're kind of the same, except I have an accent and you're a better actor than me because Scott Bakula is a better actor than him. But Scott I, Bakula is brilliant. But I'm, watching, telling, watching Quantum Leap again, he's fucking brilliant. But, 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 but I'm, I'm probably a better Star Trek actor than you because I'm, I'm making more, more broad, more stage-like choices. And then there's T'Pol, who she's supposed to, I guess, be the logician, but I never believed that she's logical. You just don't like her. Yeah, and so and so, you, like that. Ultimately, an enterprise like Hoshi is. Yeah, she's got great lingo skills. She's the whiny one, but she's also sort of the everyone. She's she's just like she's kind of regular. And you have you have you have you know, um, Commander Tucker or no, the trip is Commander Tucker. Who, whoever um, the other guy is, British guy. West, oh, Malcolm. Malcolm. You have Malcolm, who's very who's just toasty. He's toasty, but he's kind of an every guy. And that's the thing is that there's if you look at if you look at next gen like you had Wesley's father had died and he's 
and his mother is a single mother trying to raise a son who's a genius and she's a doctor. And Picard had this history with the stargazer and a history with her. And and there's that dynamic. And he doesn't like children. And he's uncomfortable showing his emotions. And Riker is gets along with everyone, but he's got this past relationship here and that causes that dynamic he's very focused on his career and yet he's unwilling to move on from being first officer to like 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 the least interesting character on next gen is geordie and enterprises is, tri- is a ship full of geordies it's it's like the no, i don't know about that none of that rich dynamic the rich history the rich it was just sort of in the way they were created in the opening episode I, you I don't mean, get you're, that they dynamic. weren't i'll grant you that they weren't as as well fleshed out and complicated. Roddenberry knew what he was doing when he created, he knew that it was important to create characters who are very different from one another. But, but that, they complement each other in yes. some way that like you get something from that difference yeah. that you're lacking so yeah. that together they make a great whole. Yes. Yes. And, and let's keep in mind, Next Gen was not a ship full of aliens. Next no. Gen was, was there were two aliens? I mean, yes, yes, Troy's an alien, but she's really, She's human. But she's pretty human. She's pretty human. It was Data and Worf, the only true aliens. Alien aliens. On the yeah. on the and, and the true you, other, right? Because yeah. like Deanna wasn't that much other. No, she was no. like she was like a person, like a human, but maybe a little bit more emotional. Yeah. So so you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And 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 yet they created people with such different. Di- and that's why Jordy was the least. Jordy was just sort of like they didn't give him that much. Yeah. And he was you know every once in a while when they gave him an episode. It he was did, better. He's a, he's a good actor. You know, he did a good job. The episodes written for him were written well. Yep. But he just they they. But they, like as a character, in they terms didn't of spend arc so much and, time. Yeah, they didn't give him as much meat on the bone. But on on Encounter at Far, Far Point, the very first episode of Next Gen, they established so much meat on the bone for so many different characters that 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 they out and out state Data's goal. He goes, "I just want to be human." He just says it. <laughs> you know, like you, let's be clear right now. You get to ne- you get to Enterprise, and that just feels like they got a little lazy on it. They were just like, "Well, we'll figure it out. We can just call it Star Trek. We won't even call it Star Trek. We will call it Enterprise. That's how good we are." I mean, yeah, it's they're not Roddenberry. It's it's the one thing Roddenberry I felt did. like. Yeah, what they what they were lacking was a lot of really good character interaction. And, and honestly, like the fact though but that Trip a- here's the thing: the fact that Trip and and Archer were like both the everyman, as you put it, like just to use your term, because I don't know that I agree with it, but like to say that, like I liked that they were buddies. I thought that was actually a really interesting dynamic that we hadn't seen before. Really? Because like, Jordy and Data were buddies, but they were different from one another. No. That they were, but like that he had like picked this guy. Like he saw this guy and kind of had an immediate connection with him. It was like, I fucking like that dude. And like that's why Trip was on that ship was because of Archer. And I kind of dug that. Like, they were kind of like, they almost had a vibe about them, like that they were these, like, best buds, that they kind of became such fast friends. Yeah, but... And I liked that, that they didn't have to be super different. Like, I didn't need that. Yeah, but Kirk, but the, the Kirk problem, and Bones were like that, too, and yet they 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 they, they had differences in their... I know that. I'm saying... But in they, the, but in they weren't in rela- conflict, though. They weren't a conflict. It didn't... Bo- those two didn't bother me that scenario didn't bother me but i hear what you're saying in terms of like if you're going to have a center of the show the center of the show has to have dynamic characters that are different from one another that's just how it has to be if you're going to have the center of the show and and the majority of the conversations that happen in the show it can't just be i think something i think that too i mean they didn't always agree dude they mostly did well s- that's 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 the thing that 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 one was never going to the other for advice one was never going to the other advice and being challenged. I mean, that's the thing. You you have to write a scene. You have the characters. You have to write characters for the scene. When Kirk goes to Bones, Bones is going to challenge him and make him go, hmm. And then you as the audience can go, hmm. Bones challenges him without being mean about it. He's just like, have you considered this? And it's like, yeah. no. And then he goes to Spock and Spock is like, have you considered this? And then you get to laugh at how Spock and Bones don't get along. <laughs> and, and they and they make that funny because you get that they don't get along, but they love each other. Oh, yeah. And and that's the and that that's that's what good character creation is. Like, I'm not disagreeing. I'm saying I feel like the failing when it came to Enterprise was more that the rest of the characters didn't like that. I could I'm saying I feel like the show could have gotten away with that like that wouldn't. But I feel like what they did was like they were so focused. And again, I really liked Enterprise. It didn't bother me as much as it bothered you. But they were yeah. focused on this is what it was like in the beginning. 
right? So they were more focused on the way the ship was, the yeah. way the exploration was, the way the tech was, the way the alien interactions would have gone, like that they that they didn't stop to think about their home, which is on the ship. They yeah. didn't they didn't yeah. look home first for those characters to go, let's make these guys really fucking interesting and throw them together and then put them at the beginning of when it all started. Because like realistically that's what would like that would have happened. But like they, yeah, they, I guess they got lazy or whatever. They were like, they were so sort of jazzed by, ooh, and this is the one where we're going to talk about where Star Trek came from. That they were like so focused on that idea that the other stuff wanted just being kind of archetypes. Yeah. Like, and she's the Vulcan, and this yeah. is the linguist, and this guy is the, you know, the British. But they weren't even guy. They, they weren't even archetypes. They were just sort of they were functions. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. They were they just were fun- things outside of their functions. They weren't much more. Yeah, and that's they why they weren't that fleshed out or yeah. you know interesting like the most you knew about anybody as Malcolm you found out at some point that he wasn't terribly close with his family but you don't really know why uh, and let's let's be clear we've seen that done better in well you haven't seen it done better yet because you didn't stick around on Angel long enough to see it done better but the the best character in the entire Buffy versus Wesley he's the greatest character with the biggest arc in the entire Buffy verse Wesley Wesley is by far, and I'm not alone, one of the most beloved characters. Wesley. Wesley. Because I remember when Angel, when you started, like I, I laughed and I giggled because it was silly yeah. that he was there. I would say that that but that Wesley and re- I enjoyed him or whatever. Wesley like- Wesley starts as a joke on Buffy, and goes places that you won't believe if you watch Angel. You just won't believe where he goes. He is the most fleshed out nuanced character that goes through the biggest arc in the entire Buffyverse. There is no more um, explored character, a character that explores all facets of the human condition. And, you know, hmm. unfortunately for you, you've seen all the happy assets. <laughs> Poor Wesley. <laughs> Has a hard time of it, does he? It's let's just say that there there are aspects of Wesley that you learn that are much like um what's his name again? Malcolm. There that that you learn that Wesley and it's done much better on Buffy. You learn about Wesley's parentage. Okay. And you learn about his estranged relationship his estranged relationship with his father, who's also a watcher. And Okay. Well see that's and, what, like that's what like that's what I mean though. Like that's as far as it went with Malcolm, right? It was just that he's not close with his family. No, it's with with Wesley they they, they explore it. Well, that's good. I mean, that's Three, what they, I would have liked. I would like. I may not have disliked Malcolm so much on the show if they had done that. If they'd actually given me some some backstory where they give you that into a character that maybe you don't yeah. like when you first know them, but it's like that's the difference between humanizing somebody and realizing, like we're talking about, like villains. Like how many villainous characters I've seen in shows or read about in books or what have you, where like part of me is repulsed and like they're evil, they're terrible, they're awful, they're bad, but then there's part of me. That also responds to them and feels for them is like, oh, well, I think, I think, and again, we've, we've totally jumped off the topic, which is fine since this is going to be a two parter. I'm Um, clear on that. That's why um, I was like, whatever. uh, But, uh, but I think that one of the things that when you're creating characters, if you're creating a show, if you're going to be creating a show, um, that you need to do is you need to map out at the very least a little bit of their arc. I mean, or at least. No, but I think if you look at it, if you look at next gen, look specifically next gen, you have a captain who hates children and a child who wants to know the captain. You know that by season four, those, but that's not the same thing as mapping out. That's cross purposes, which is not the same. No, no, but that's the thing is, is, you know, one of captain Picard's subplots is going to be his, his relationship with Wesley coming together. And then, you know, that eventually they're going to have to deal with Riker and Troy and the fact that they were apart, it gives them somewhere to go. Data has somewhere he wants to go. At the very beginning, you can see with all of them in an encounter at Farpoint, which again, I have a problem with the episode. Maybe and maybe that's why I don't like the episode so much, because it does tell you so much, it doesn't show you a lot. People just come straight out and, and go say some and, I want to be human. Wesley comes out and goes, He brought my father's body home. Like, really? Like, like I, I would love if, if, like, there was, like, one real character there. It was like, really? You're a creepy little kid who brought that up the first time you met me. That's a little weird. <laughs> How about this? Why don't we save that toward, like, lunch number three? Stop. Okay? Because that's, that's a little fucking the, creepy Yeah, kid. yeah, yeah. You want to bring that up, too? Guess what? I, I had shitty stool yesterday. 
Well, it was going to be that kind of a, a fucking relationship. <laughs> when, I was abused as a child uh, while when, we're on the subject. When I was 10, I used to shove my finger in my ass. I just listen. <laughs> so, um, so that's the thing, though, is that, that like in all of them, there's there's Crusher and Picard have a thing. You know, they eventually got to deal with that. They they like every character on the show, um, with the exception of Jordan. I disagree. No, that's not Jordan. What character on the show didn't have? What did Beverly really have other than that she had this son? And her, and and her, her history with Picard that they had. If it wasn't in the first episode, in the first couple episodes, that there's a chemistry with between them that they can't deal with, and at the very least, a history. Like, but that's see that's where I'm saying like I think more okay, important well, than having some idea of where they're going. If you're gonna write a compelling character and you're gonna have them interact with each other, like, and this is what I could see was sort of could could agree with you that was lacking in in a large number of the characters on um on Enterprise was where the fuck they came from. Like even when you think about yeah, but you also, Mayweather, the only thing you knew about him was that he came from this fucking oil rig whatever place or whatever. But like this, I think this, I think um, I think what in was a, it a, a, a freighter. A freighter yeah. or whatever. I think like, but I think another thing is again, you're you you have to keep in mind this is a fictional show. People are writing this show and they're writing it in multiple episodes. So so what you have to do is it's you don't have to know exactly where your characters are going, but you have to have an idea of where you want them to go five episodes down the line so that you can drop little seeds. So you can so you can start building things. They did it wonderfully with how they introduced the Dominion in DS9. I where, know. Where they were I, like, I'm, they're like, I'm not Let's disagreeing with you, seeds. but like, I guess I don't need that kind of episodic content that you need. I don't I need... Think, well, I think next... You mean serialized, not episodic. But well, the, the, yeah. I, you, what, you I'm, like fine. I'm fine with episodic is my point. But right? Next Gen did it really well where it was the show was 85, 90% episodic and a and little bit. That's what I'm saying. Like, but that's they could have done that on Enterprise if they'd had if they had more of a clue of where people came from. I agree. I, I agree. And with that's you. the real issue. I think. Like, if they had had that, if they'd taken the time, because with the people that they did, you cared. Like Trip, you learned more about Trip than you sure. did about the other characters. You learned more about Archer than you did the other sure. characters. And those, and that was the shit I loved. But here's the thing: you know? I didn't learn all that much about Picard. I don't. But like that seemed by design. Like, and like, that's different. That seemed by him that was like that seemed thing, characterly the, uh, the, that he was closed off as opposed about, to we don't know. The thing about knowing where you're going, though, is knowing that, OK, it, like like when if I were creating a show okay. and I had a whiteboard and I was creating a show, I, I'd be go, OK, here are the characters. Where do I want them going? What's their story by the end of season one? What's their story? Even if it's a little story, even if it's just a little goal that they want to because, again, uh, this is this is. Theater 101, the essence of drama is conflict. Conflict is not always between two people. Conflict is sometimes between a person and what they want to get and what stands in their way. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's objective and obstacle. Sure. What is interesting to see is somebody trying to achieve a, an objective, an obstacle being placed before them, and them finding a way around the obstacle and either, either achieving or not achieving that goal. You know, mm-hmm. whether or not, the, like, having them not get what they want can also be interesting. Sure. Um, uh, Knowing what those are going to be, Data's was so clear, was so clear. I want to be human. I can't be human. I'm going to try to be human. I lack the ability to be human. Mm-hmm. And and so when he showed the slightest glimpses of humanity, that episode we talked about before, where uh, the most toys, where he's pointing the phaser, and then they they beam him up, and they go, "There's there's an energy discharge coming from the phaser," and then he beams over, and he's holding the phaser like this. And he goes, he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And sort of walks away. You as an audience member are like, holy shit. Or did he just smile? Or did he just, you know, when he's given the opportunity to laugh, mm-hmm. it means so much because you know what he wants. And when he gets bits of what he wants or if he fails in getting, I just watched the episode where he tried to have a girlfriend and it's utterly a failure. He yeah. fails utterly at it. Watching him fail is compelling. Watching him succeed it's is compelling. compelling. You know what he wants. You know what's in his way. And when he either gets pieces of it or fails to get pieces of it, that's... You're with him on that journey. You're with him on yeah. the journey. On Enterprise, I don't know what anybody wants. I know what, what Wesley wants is to be accepted by Picard. So when Picard gives him even the little bit of time, when, when he ends the, on, on Wesley's final episode where, where Picard goes, I'm proud of you, Wesley. It means something because you remember Wesley from the beginning. It's clearly stated that he wants to be close to Picard. Yeah. When Picard says, I'm bad with children, why even bring that up? 
why even have him say that? It's a stilted scene. It's not even a particularly well-written scene. Yeah. I'm bad with children. But when he has to deal with children over and over again. It becomes clear. It, 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 you want him. You want him to get over it. To get over it. Yeah, you want him to, to get better about it. Yeah, and, and, and you're with him. And it just stayed across the board. Whenever you have the slightest bit of intimacy between you know, Riker and Troy, you're pulling for him. Yeah. You know, because it's stated in the first episode. So if I'm creating characters, I'm going, I got to know kind of what each one of these people want. What's at the core of what they want? But that that's different. Like, that's not the future to me. That's a part of who you are. That's a part of your past. Like, that's a part of creating a history and creating a person. But that's also knowing be, what they want. Parting of the, but you're thinking like an actor, not like a writer. That's true. Okay. As an actor, you're I'll going, grant you that because I'm not. I'm not. A as, as an actor, you're thinking backwards. You're thinking. Yeah. I need to know. You're thinking about someone for whom the future has been written already. You're ta- thinking about. I need to think about the past, and then something's going to happen. Right. As a writer, nothing happens. You create that. That's a fair so, point. so when you so when you create it, you their past is important, but you also got to know where, where you where what they're trying to what's achieve. What's going to matter? What am will I gonna, they achieve it? How can they achieve it? And you and what you, could stand in their way? And you like and variables. Yeah, and and you and you just go. This is here. Like if you're creating characters, create five things that they want, two interpersonal relationships within the show that matter to them, people they can go to who can either give them or not give them what they want. And 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 then all of a sudden you have an interesting interpersonal thing, and then you just drop shit in the middle of uh, in the middle of of a story. A story happens; it's totally something else. It doesn't; it's not about those things. And yet, when you have Picard and Crusher together, you can have a look. You know, it, like like you know when these two people get together, here's where they are. It's not important where you are. This person's here. This person's here. This person's here. You have to know when these two people are together, where are they? Because then the scene you're writing is interesting. Mm-hmm. But there is no they. It's all they in, in by the end of Voyager. I mean, I'll give this to you about Voyager. It's so, and it's all they about DS9. Some people rag on DS9 for being the real soap opera. Um, no, it's definitely Voyager. Um, well, I think that D, I, I understand the criticism of DS9 is just done well. But in DS9... Everybody is so emotionally invested. You have to have a nine-minute montage to go. Here's all our feelings. There's so many feelings. Everybody has so many feelings. I guess it. I guess Big Fontaine has feelings. For whatever reason, it bothered me less on Deep Space Nine because DS9 was done really, really well. Well, and it and it built. It wasn't like you started there, and I felt like it. Just I felt like on Voyager, like they're cramming it down my throat. Yeah, and on Voyager. It it's so much there at the beginning. Yeah, that and it's, it's like not, where are you going to go from there? Like seriously, because we've seen it at this point. Yeah, like, enough is enough. <laughs> you know, and 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 with Balana, you know what you do with Balana if you want to let's say let's say the first episode of Voyager is made, and you have to go with what's presented on screen there. So they made the pilot of Voyager, and then they mm-hmm. say go. Balana has said, "I hate my Klingon side." You know what you do? You have her like almost kill someone. When she gets angry, you have her destroy all her relationships and some of them don't come back for like five episodes. You make her have to rebuild the things that she destroys. That's great. That's great. You have Bellana and, and you have her just at like like Jim Carrey and Liar Liar when he chews out everyone in the room. You know, they did that sometimes and it just came across as bitchy yeah, but, because the, the difference is that the issue no, but, but I, I had is I'm that saying, the only aspect of her being Klingon that they that they cared about was this idea of anger and or destruction. Here's what the thing, I would have found no, more it, interesting is if they had talked about other Klingon like the ones that I did like is the other Klingon stuff well, that that's like, she had trouble with. See, the thing is, is, is I don't mind the anger and destruction. But ramifications. Think about it. You have an episode where she chews everybody out. She fucking chews every. She makes. She, they have that episode. But here's the thing: makes enemies of everyone. Then you have a season where she's trying to become friends with everyone. By the end of that episode, everything was fine. I'm saying if that episode ended with basically like like a Friends episode where she's alone, nobody likes Wants her. To be with, like, except the doctor her. who forgives her. The doctor's the only person she can talk to. She has to have someone to talk to in order for there to be scenes. Obviously. And then and then you can have a whole season of her arc right there. One argument, one fight, and then every scene she has with someone now has meaning. 
because there's an underlying tension and then you can have a, by the end of the season it's dealt with and that's the thing sort of thing i'm talking about there are things there you can do you started out tom paris as a convict what if you really did have like you had him occasionally say no one on the ships likes me harry but that's like that lasts like three episodes what if what if chicote really really never liked paris that's the one their their relationship was the most dynamic because for a while you got the sense that Chicote Chicote did not like him. Yeah. You know, what if Paris really had an enemy on the ship? What if, you know, what if Chicote and Tuvok never could really get it together? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that certainly would have been better than, you know, Voyager was. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say that at least, but that's not hard to do in my opinion. So, I mean, that's that's the thing. I think that 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 whole idea of a whiteboard, if anyone ever puts you in charge of a TV show, and okay. if it's me and Charlie, let's let let's let's say that 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 you have to have nuances, you have to have ramifications, uh, so that when people get together, when you do a scene, it matters. That's yeah. the thing that the that both and maybe that's the problem with Voyager and Enterprise to a, to a, a certain extent. When they were episodic, every episode was kind of a reset button. You could watch it in any order, and that's why season three and season four are better than season one and two of Enterprise because all of a sudden the order mattered. Yeah. But then it was just plot. I mean, that's the thing is, and and in in season three, the whole Zindi thing. Who's the one person you care about? Who's the one person who you want to see your revenge on the on the Zindi? Well, I mean, Trip. Trip, yeah. Because you love him, and because his sister died, and it, the minute his sister died, you gave him somewhere to go. Yep. You were like, you boom! Did. His sister died. He wants revenge on them. But then they made Archer be the one who gets all dark. What if Archer was the one who tried to maintain? But I love that humanity? they did that. But here's the thing: what if Archer? Because Archer. For Archer, it wasn't just losing one person, right? For him, it killed his dream. Yeah, but what right? I'm... It like murdered it, man. Yeah, and that was one of those things that I actually thought they did well because they, did... they had they had created something for him. Then have it be Archer's as a sister. character. No, you don't need that. What I'm saying, they, it's better, in fact, that you don't because then you have the ability to say that it was because he lost his sister. Like, and that's really what's driving it. Where instead, you've given him and you've really built up this dream that he has how important it was for him to go out and like the way I feel about going into space. Right. And then he gets out there and then it's fucked up. Uh, and I, and I like, you know, that. and I, liked, I loved that. that I liked, he, I liked his, I liked his arc. I, I, I wanted trip to have revenge. I feel like they didn't do as much with it as they No, could've. I felt like they built his arc and then they kind of let go of it. They didn't, they didn't fully develop, Trip's arc. I'll grant like they, you that. They could have had Trip go they to. Gone further. They could have had Trip go to really dark places, they and could've. then and that could have been the season that 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 Trip and Archer didn't get along because as dark as Archer got, Trip Trip could have gotten further. Trip and, crosses the line, yeah. and gets so dark, and by then they're not speaking for like three or four episodes, and then at the like that like the season in Buffy where everybody stops speaking, and then they have to work together, and then they all love each other at the end, and it's it's you know it's a fight. And a resolution. Yeah, it's, it's I a, can see that. You know, and then they have makeup sex. <laughs> they have makeup sex. Um, <laughs> this has been fascinating. So this is the thing that I've learned about you in this. I actually learned something about Alexia. Oh, geez. Here. Yikes. Um, that's, that's you and I differ. You really. Wait, you're just now coming to that conclusion? <laughs> your, your, your romanticism toward the relationships. If a relationship is established, you don't want it to end. And if it ends, it is always there. So so here's the thing. You said this about Kess and Neelix. You said this about Riker and Troy. Yeah, but, but Riker and Troy weren't together. Um, they do. You said this about Buffy and Angel. No matter what comes after. If they loved each other once. No. No. Not, that's no. been the case all around. If, no. Like if they were the one. Like you can't fucking write some shit and tell yeah, me but, that they're the but one. But here's the thing. And they're not the one. <laughs> I don't think that Angel was the one. And we can argue well, You're about just the, wrong. If we did a Buffy podcast, we could do that. I... Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but but I don't think that Riker and Troy were the one. I think that could they were the they were the one that you let go, but then they became the one again. And and No, see they were always the one for me, and that's why the other shit was never gonna work. Yeah, but the other shit didn't feel like betrayal. No, I mean it it it, it kind of did and it kind of didn't. Like if and they that's were the I mean, one, you're like, fine with Riker sticking it in absolutely everyone all the time. <laughs> Riker was here's the thing. In, in between in between seasons, Riker was having sex with Jordy. He was having but sex, sex with Picard. And love are not the same thing. Then why are you so mad at Buffy? 
because she was in love with everybody. She wasn't After in love with Riley. She wasn't she was in, love, in with the first, love with Riley. She wasn't in love with the You're first person. You're right. She person. just leaped into bed with that one dude. But then she was in love with Riley. I never got the sense she was in love with Riley. I actually, well, that's the difference. I mean, and, that, and, I, you and I watched the same show. And, and she yet, wasn't. I felt like they were selling us that she was in love with And them. she wasn't in love with Spike. That's out and out stated in the final episode of Buffy. She says, I love you. And Spike's response is, no, you don't. But I appreciate you saying it. Okay. It's, it's and that's why and you'll note when we talked when you talked about that relationship I was like you know what that one bothers me less well but the thing is I, I always got the sense that she tried to be in love with Riley because he was the right kind of guy and it was she always thought that he was Wonder Bread and I always got the sense that they were trying to get me to believe and to buy in that she was in love, not that she was trying to convince herself, but that she was in love with Riley, and that the difference when it came to Spike was that well, and also, she that well, that there was part of her that was drawn to Spike, and in my mind, for like it, the ways in which he was either similar and or different from Angel, like but it it led to Angel in my brain. See, and you know the thing, what I mean, it, even if you dislike, so the, the ultimately the. You, you can't if you if you can't fault Riker for having sex with people, you can't fault Buffy for having sex with one other guy she had sex with. She had four. I don't fault her for that as much. I fault her for the I love for Riley. Riley. All right. Which if that's what they did and I don't think that that's what they did. But if it's you totally think that's what did. they did at the very least, you have to give it to them that they course corrected because by the end. But it but it's too late now. It's done. But There's no course correction. Bitch went and like I love you and I gave my love away because I don't love the one anymore because like that's not. But then ultimately she's important like important or whatever. Ultimately she was like, I do love you know. And like she didn't fucking mourn enough. For who? For Angel when it was over. That's kind of my issue as well. Like it seemed like it was like he left and then she fucking hopped into bed with the one dude and it's fine. Okay, I'll give her a pass. Like she's fucked in the head. She's you get a little attention. Like I didn't even feel like she was getting a little attention. Like I really didn't see what you saw. But let's say I grant you what you saw and then she was used by him. He used her. Because she went and said, use me. That's how it felt when I watched Yeah, it. she did. Which that I have less respect for. I'm just I saying. I don't think you're supposed to respect her decision then. I guess so. I'm just saying. It really Buffy is. makes it. But let's be clear about Buffy. Why I like Buffy the show so much is because Buffy the character just makes shitty decision just, after shitty okay, decision. Fine. That's what's compelling about the show. She's constant. For goodness sake, she's working at the Double Meat Palace. She's made a serious vocational error. I mean, it's like, no. like, like she makes, she makes shitty, shitty decisions constantly. She is, she's a normal girl who has stuff thrust upon her that she doesn't know how to handle. And that's kind of what the show does. It just constantly just thrusts shit on her. And the minute she's comfortable, watch out because someone's going to die. <laughs> like, that's what the show is. Anyway. Well, all right, we've got Then that. she goes with fucking Riley and that's, you know. She so. poo-poos all over it. I'm just saying. Like, at least the difference is with, with Deanna and and Riker. As much as they, you know, do wind up together eventually, and they try to do this, we're apart. There's feelings there. We don't really know what to do with it, so we're going to segue it into friendship and caring in that sense. Like, there's part of me that still loves you, but I'm not, like, in love with you. All right, right? so here's the That would have been... They, there was all this time, though, before that even happened, before they wound up in the same place, and then they're trying to deal with it, and you're watching that, and it's, like, years and years down the line before any one of them is, is really, truly hooking up but with But listen, someone. here's the thing. When you learn how it happened, when you have the multiple Riker episode, and you learn how it happened, that... She was waiting for him and he just didn't fucking show up. Because that's what you remember. She, yeah. she And that the other Riker was like, I never would have done that. And she's like, no, yeah, you would have. You would have. You did. You, you did. <laughs> if you had the if you were him and you were the next step you would have taken was the in one this you choose your own adventure. Yeah. Is that this what? So you feel that now because you've been stuck on a planet. And you love me so much. But the fact is, the is reality that is the reality is. The choice that you would make is you would choose not me and I would be left waiting for you. You broke my fucking heart. Yeah. He broke her fucking heart. We're okay with it though. I mean because they wind up together and he makes up for it. But like not right away. That's my point. Like it takes time, man. It takes time. That's all I'm trying to say. 
and, the, and then everything can be okay. And no wonder she's a, no happily one, ever after. No wonder. No wonder she's such a shithead. In the season, in season one, the pain, the pain. No wonder she's just like the pain of Riker hurting me. Oh. <laughs> I'm growing a beard. Stop growing. <laughs> Would it be funny if she started growing a beard, but it's on my pussy. That's oh, wow. You said the p word. I can't say the p word. Why? It's just I'm, a word. No pussy. No, no. It's, a, it's like it's like it's like other letter words. What's that funny to me is that you'll say, say the c word that I'm not a big fan of dropping. No, you'll only drop with, that like fucking candy. Only with the y at the end of it. I'll say cunty. But I won't say I won't say you're a C. Oh my God! Yes, you will. You're no, so I don't think I. I don't you're think I do. So full no. of shit. Oh my God! I mean, unless it's Keiko O'Brien. <laughs> call <laughs> bullshit. Exactly. I call fucking shenanigans. No, sorry. I she- would like to submit shenanigans. Wow. Okay, my name is Justin. <laughs> my name's Alexia. Track off. Track off, bitches. You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the Not Safe for Work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to Geeks radio.com or searching geeks radio on itunes geeks radio is a presentation of endlight entertainment